What's up, guys? Uh, it's Mark. I'm back again. Um, another solo podcast. Um, I really didn't want to record another one, but you know, I woke up to some pretty hateful uh, direct messages in uh, my Instagram account um, because I choose to uh, be a black man in America and support law enforcement. Apparently. I'm not allowed to do both. And um, there's something I've been working on uh, as I've gotten older, and um, it's my faith. Um, I, I've struggled with it for years, but I'd like to start this podcast, you know, whatever faith you believe in. But um, I'd like to start this podcast with a, um, a verse from Romans, um, Romans 13, uh, 17. Uh, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that are honorable. Um, Romans 18, do all things you can. Live in, live in peace with everyone. And Romans 21, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil with good. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, that's what I've always tried to do in my life and um, work. I'm just so disgusted by like the anarchy and hate that's going on um, in this country and what could be great. Like as much as the great discussions I've had with people the other day, um, there there's just so much hate right flying around right now, um, calling for the deaths of your fellow Americans. Like this whole, you know, like cops are evil and we should eradicate them notion is completely disgusting um we've we've become a society of just shame and bullying um where people get behind a screen and just say the most hateful and vile things to you and now it's acceptable like it's okay and it's not um you know like uh i actually had a person that i grew up with like i considered them a friend say that, you know, you're lucky somebody doesn't kill you over this because I'm black and I support law enforcement. Like, that's not something you say to somebody. Um, And I just wish them, like, they could understand. Um, I don't wish them harm. And if they ever did say that to my, they would never be able to say that to my face, honestly. But through the, through the power of the internet and behind a screen, like, I guess it's acceptable to do that. It's not. Um, I actually even had somebody that I looked up to, um, a a professional athlete, uh, an Olympian, tell me that I didn't have the full black experience that, you know, since I had two parents that loved me and I was able to compete in sports and they give me an avenue, um, I didn't have to struggle. I didn't come from poverty. Um, but I also didn't come from privilege either. I had to do a lot of things that my other teammates didn't have to do um, in high school. And like growing up, I chose to do things differently. Um, they basically discredited my entire life's work because I didn't come from poverty, um, which is messed up. I, you know, for somebody that I looked up to, um, my own pretty much one of my idols like growing up as a as an athlete like it you know it hurt and um it's just 
it's so wrong. Like, I, I can't tell you like how demoralizing it is. And like, I've had a lot of, you know, good things happen to me. Yes, and like, I, I tell you some of the, and like, for the people who don't know who like who don't know me and don't know my family, like, my my father, my stepfather, the one, the man who raised me is white. Um, I don't. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Um, you know, he didn't have, he didn't have to take me and my brother in. He didn't have to bring me into his family. Um, but he chose to. And, you know, I didn't see color. Like I saw a man trying to do good, you know, he treated my mother well, which was probably the most important thing in my life, you know, and he provided for me and showed me how to be a man. Um, you know, it, for an athlete that I looked, a, a role model to other athletes to tell me that my experience in life doesn't count is messed up on so many levels. And, you know, I, I just wish people would, you know, take her. Like, who, who is he to denounce, you know, my experience? And, like, you can't take my experiences away from me. Um... You know, like, I know what it's like to be called the N-word going to to the bus stop. You know, like, I know what it's like as an athlete, as a black athlete in a predominantly white sport to be discredited every time I come onto a pool deck. Whether, you know, my teammates knew what I was capable of and they always kind of laughed at my opponents thinking they were going to pull a fast one on me. They're like, you know, they would always say, like, you know, just watch out for Mark, who's... He's a competitor. It didn't matter. Like, my teammates knew it. It didn't matter what my skin color was because I put in the work. They, they respected that. And when I raised other people, they realized, you know, he's a competitor. He knows what he's doing. And even at the college level, like, you know, I'd be discredited. And I loved it. I thrived in it because, you know what? You know, you don't see me as a threat until I touch the wall first. It, it's, this whole thing is messed up. Um, and especially uh, going back to like calling for the death of our fellow Americans like what like that's probably the most un-American thing like we should be united instead of being divided like I've said this before like regardless of how you feel about law enforcement do things need to change with them yes but you need law enforcement in this country in this world you can't just live off pure anarchy and this, all this hate and this shaming and bullying is bullshit. It, it really is. Um, it, it's so frustrating. Um, like, yes, I've never had a bad or super bad experience with police. Maybe it's because I, the way I act accordingly. I've never had my parents. My my parents never had to tell me, you know, be careful, don't run with your hood up around you know, down the street because you might get shot. I've never had that happen to me. Um, you know, but I have been pulled over driving while black on three different occasions. Um, and it might have been just criminal profiling, which, you know, I've done as an officer as well. And it's not... Is it frowned upon? It Maybe, but there's a reason behind every stop. And I'll share with you my experiences with them. Um, the first one... I, yeah, the very first one I can remember is I just got my license. I was 16 years old. Um, 
driving 4.30 in the morning to swim practice. Um, black male, driving a Bronco, 4.30 in the, mer- uh, yeah, 4:30 in the morning, no shirt on, it's going 16 to 45. My practice is at 5 a.m., okay? I'm driving 4.30 in the morning. Cop pulls me over in Osprey, which is pretty, where, where I got pulled over, it's um, near the Oaks. It's pretty affluent over there. Pulls me over and I tell him, I was like, sir, like you can give me a ticket. I know I was speeding, um, but I really need to get to this practice. I didn't care. He, he looked at me and he's like, well, where's your shirt? I was like, I literally got up. I have practice in 15 minutes. My school bag's right here. I have an extra pair of clothes. You check my trunk, there's a swim bag. He looks, flashes his uh, flashlight to the back, sees there's a swim bag. I have my school clothes, my book bag in the front seat with me. He's like, just get to practice. Never a question. I go on why he doesn't even give me a ticket. You know, second time, uh, I got pulled over. Um, it was on Longwell Key. I was working Ocean Rescue in Manatee County. And I lived in Sarasota at the time. I had to take a little bridge, you know, early morning. And I was driving a truck to um, Coquina Beach. Like, it, it, driving through... A very affluent neighborhood. I got pulled over. I wasn't even speeding this time. He, uh, he stopped me and he's like, uh, "You know, where are you headed to?" I was like, "I'm headed to Ocean Rescue. Like, my shift starts at seven. I'd like to get there early so I can do some extra PT." You know, um, it always worked out pretty well. Like the third time, I was pulled over. You know, it, I got pulled over for, for you know, another speeding incident. And, you know, I, I got off with it. And I've always had, um, I was coming home. I had a really, yeah, this one, I'm still working Ocean Rescue. I was saving up money for, um, to put myself through the police academy. And um, I was going probably 16 to 45 again. Um, this time it's three in the morning. Uh, worked all day Ocean Rescue from 7 a.m. to, you know, 5, or maybe it was a 10-hour shift, I, I can't remember, but um, after that, I worked at a restaurant, um, and my keys were stolen to my truck, um, so when I got off of work, didn't have my keys, had to, had to get home, called a locksmith, uh, mind you, you know, restaurants I I closed, so I get done at, you know, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, locksmith is like, ah, I'm probably going to be an hour. Now it's 1 o'clock. Um, you know, he had to make me a new key because I had to spend money that I didn't want to spend uh, and get it fixed. I still live an hour away. So now it's 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I have to be back at work at 6 or 7, or I have to be at work at 7. Rushing to get home, I just paid you know four hundred dollars to get a new key to my car, um, you know to get it all microchips and everything. Um, see flashing red lights, pull over, and at this point it's you know it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm furious because I just had probably like the worst day. Um, I've had, I've had I, I believe I had um, a couple of rescues that day, and one of them ended you know poorly. Um, to where the um, the patient or 
the person I was rescuing uh, ended up getting injured and uh, had to be rushed to the hospital. Um, so I, I was already in a pretty mad, I was, I was in, a, in a bad mood and I acted pretty irrationally. Um, the deputy called, um, called for backup because um, I, I ripped the mirror off of, off my truck. Uh, I was, you know, shouldn't have done that. I was, was pretty upset. Um, came to the window, you know, two dep, you know, three deputies deep, um, and, uh, he asked me, uh, you know, what was going on. Uh, I explained to him, I was like, listen, like I've had a really, really shitty day. Um, I know I'm speeding. I, I'm driving home. I have to be work, at work in four hours. Uh, this is just, you know, just not my day. I, I lost my keys. I had to spend $400 to get a new replacement key, um, microchip and, like, just give me a ticket and I'll, I'll just handle it. And um, he responded calmly. He's like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened to you. Um, I'm not going to give you a ticket. Just don't react that way because you, you got me concerned. Um, I didn't know what was going on. Um, you know, and I, I apologized to him and it, it was a, you know, a discourse that of understanding. Uh, he could have handled it a hundred different ways. He could have pulled me out of the car, but he didn't. He wanted to hear what was going on. Um, maybe it was concern. Maybe, you know, he, he just really wanted to know um, why I was speeding for no reason. Um, but, uh, the, and like, again, like, these are my experiences and like no one can take them away from me. And I, I, I've told you, like, I've had these horrible things happen to me like, not with law enforcement, but with other interactions that, you know, you can't say that it, it doesn't count, um, you know, I, and it, it's frustrating. Um, you know, this whole double standard in culture is that we have it in culture, you know, behind closed doors that no one ever speaks about needs to stop, you know, whether with your, it's with your friends, your buddies, and you, you make you know, racist jokes, it, it's not okay anymore. Um, we have to come to from a place of understanding and you know you don't have a right to discredit anyone in their experiences you can't take away somebody's experiences um you know i i truly believe that and that's why it got me you know so upset another thing that got me so upset is like just this widespread media of hate um you know just in st louis you know four officers were shot um, a, police, a retired police captain was murdered and no one is saying anything. You know, countless officers and fire, firefighters, people that most people like because they help people. They save lives, which everyone says. And I'm saying this in air quotes because I've had people tell me while I was an officer, I was like, I don't like police because they ruin lives. You know, I like firefighters because they help and save lives. It's like, no, I never ruined a life. You, people have to take responsibility for their actions and understand this. You are in control of your life. I cannot influence you in any way other than speaking my words. You make the choice. And I'll say that again. You make the choice. I'm, no one's forcing you. You make it. So people need to be accountable for their actions. I'm accountable for my actions. And I, when I mess up, I mess up royally sometimes. And I, I get really hard on myself. I'm probably the hardest person, my, 
people say like, oh, your dad's really hard. And like people who know me, my dad is nothing compared to how hard I am on myself. It, it's, you know, my, you know, my parents are, you know, they, they very, you know, my parents, you know, spent a lot of time, um, working with me and developing me into a, what, you know, what society thinks is a fine human being, but I'm so critical, hypercritical of myself that it, you know, I, I find little faults and I try to perfect them and work on them as best I can, trying to be the best person um, as possible. Um, and I took notes on this stuff because I, I really thought about it all day and um, it's just, it's messed up. And like, we live in a culture that, you know, we can't say anything and everything is polarized other than you can say hateful things on the internet without any repercussions. Um, you know, this, this behavior uh, is contributing to the problem, you know? Um, I'm, just, I'm so tired of like my white friends like being sorry for their ancestors. Like, what is that gonna help? You know, it's not gonna help anything. Like, if anything, we can blame, you know, our, like as a black community, we can blame our ancestors for selling us out to slavery. Like, that's the argument I brought up time and time again. Like. I, I understand like there's there's hardships and systems put in place back in you know the 30s 40s 20s that still are active today but times have changed and we need to change with them and I encourage like yesterday that I posted the the black box thing that's been trending on social media I was making fun of it um, a lot of people don't understand that I posted and I'll read it word for word this doesn't mean a damn thing unless you go out and vote and promote change. I'm not talking about the one on November 4th. I'm talking about voting for politicians that idly sat by for four decades in Congress and have done nothing. Your local leaders who have done nothing, they need to go if you want change. And it has three arrows pointing to the box. That black box means jack shit. It really does. Yes, it, it promotes solidarity and it, unity. It was a nice gesture to see. But if you don't vote and implement change, it literally means nothing. Um, just posting a picture with a hashtag means nothing. That's what shows, like, I, I understand that pictures and a, a picture can mean a thousand words. But if you don't promote yourself to change, if you don't go out and do something to change, the world's never going to change. It's going to be a continuous cycle of the same BS over and over and over again. And I'm sorry that this episode is a little more angry and I really wish I could go back and talk to, you know, talk about sports and developing you and get you, you know, I, I had a podcast planned today that was going to help high school and college, high school athletes and high school graduates get ready for the NCAA. That was supposed to drop today, but I decided not to put it in and put this one in. So I'm sorry that, and I'll release it tomorrow, but I just needed to get this off my chest because it's, it's a shame. And like, you know, the fact, the fact that somebody who grew up with me told me that I could be killed for posting stuff like this, like is messed up. Like you can die, you know, any day of the week. You can have a car hit you on the way to work. You, you know, you can have an aneurysm on the toilet, basically. It, it doesn't matter, but for him to threaten me like that is, you know, it, it hurts. Um, and especially um, somebody I looked up to discredited me 
and tell me that I didn't have a black experience um, because I had two parents that you know cared enough about me to you know have me not struggle. Um, that also hurts. Um, you can't take away my experiences. Um, I, I've often told the story of me. Um, as I, you know, when I was younger, I saved up money. Um, I used to do chores around the house, um, you know, stacking up. When, when I lived in New York, we had a fireplace. I would stack up, um, chop wood, I would rake leaves, I would shovel snow. Anything my parents needed me to do around the house or my neighbors needed me to do, I'd do it. And I saved up money to buy a triathlon bike. Um, you know, my dad thought it was pretty dumb, spend $100 on a triathlon bike, but I really wanted it. Um, so I got one, and during that summer, um, you know, my parents were busy. They, you know, they, during the summer, teachers often had a second job, and they were busy, you know, working camps in there. But there's some uh, learn to swim program, so um, I was responsible to get myself to practice. Um, my parents thought practice was next door at the local junior high school. Um, morning practice was three towns over um, Byron Lake, and I didn't have anybody to give me a ride. Um, so I rode my bike three towns over. I woke up at 5 a.m. every morning and rode, it, rode my bike. No one else had to do that. No one told me to do it. I did it myself. Is it dangerous? Maybe. I don't know. Um, did it teach me something? Absolutely. I, I, I did that for me because I wanted to get better. No one had to push me to do that. Um, you know, and my other teammates didn't have to do that. Uh, you know, I often got the questions like, why are you riding the bike to practice? I'm like, can your parents give you a ride? And I'm like, oh, um, they were both working. Um, yeah, it's, this whole, this whole, um, Thing going on in society needs to change. Um, it's devastating, honestly, that uh, you know Las Vegas cops are getting shot in the back of the head. He's not covering it. Um, and if someone there says like, you know, well, they signed up for it, you know, law enforcement signed up for it, or they deserve it, you know, kindly go pound sand. Um, that's a nice way of me putting it. Um, no loss of life is deserving, uh, especially violently. No loss of life is, you know, life is so precious and so short. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to get off of this because um, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, uh, I'll end with this. Um, he, the movie Boondock Saints, um, if you have not watched it, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a dude movie, but um, it's a really great movie. In the beginning, uh, it's based in a church. Um, these two brothers go to... Uh, it's located in Boston. These two brothers go to church, and the priest is talking about um, a murder that happened in the city where no one did anything. This woman cried out while she got stabbed repeatedly, and everyone sat there and watched and called police, didn't help her. Um... Yeah, like the indifference in good men is just as evil as the crime, is what the priest said. In summary, I don't know what it was word for word, but um, you know, 
do I believe that the officer that killed George Floyd is going to be punished? Yes. Um, they just convicted him of, they moved the charge from third-degree murder to second-degree murder. People are asking for first-degree murder. He didn't plan on killing him. People have to understand that. In order to get convicted of first-degree murder, you literally have to premeditate it. Um, I've never met a police officer, good or bad, and I've met some bad ones that said, I'm going to go kill me a colored person today. Um, or even thought it. Obviously, I can't go into their head, but it's never come across that way. There's, And, you know, like, speaking from my own experience, um, when I was my first agency, I was so hesitant to use this new power that I had because basically I could I could take away people's rights basically as a police officer everyone knows that um, I was so scared to use my power I, I was very hesitant on what I could and could not do I knew what I could and could not do and I second guessed myself every day and every shift and honestly I was more afraid of whether or not I was going to have a job the next day than doing the wrong thing that was because I knew I, I, I know what right and wrong is. And that was the scariest part for me. Um, I just second-guessed myself left and right. And, you know, people under, understand that too. Like, you know, everyone... I, I've seen on social media today, like, oh, they don't train cops. And, you know, it takes longer to become a barber than a police officer. I was like, really? And I was like, we learn the basics. And I, do I think we need more education? Absolutely. You know what I also think? I think everyone should serve in the military for at least two years. I, I think that's a good model for um, the United States because we have a lot of anti-patriotism going on, anti-nationalism going on. Um, you know, the fundamentals of our founding fathers are being, you know, shot down because you know people don't agree with it. And do I think do I think that things need to change? Absolutely. I think they need to change in time. And I, and I encourage people to go out and vote for these changes. But the notion of, you know, you hate America, you can always leave. The door is right there. You can always, like, my dad has a tattoo of, um, it's a mockingbird holding the American flag. And with the quote, America, love it or leave it. And, and it speaks volumes. Like, you know, if you don't like this country, you're more than welcome to leave. Um, no one's asking you to stay. But you enjoy these freedoms and run your mouth and talk ill and wish a death upon your fellow Americans. Like, it's, it's so wrong. Um, it's messed up. And um, I promise I'm going to get back to talking about sports and fitness because I hate talking about this stuff. Um, it's just, I'm hurting. Um, I'm hurting really bad. Um, thankfully, I, I was able to clear my thoughts through exercise um, earlier today because uh, just this world makes me disgusted at times. And uh, I can see, but I, I do see hope. Um, so like when I talk to my, my peers and um, people I, I train with, um, you guys do give me hope. You guys really help me see things um, really clearly um, and see different, different perspectives you know different perspectives and I, I learned from a lot of you guys um, 
about uh, yeah this the, the things that need to change are this the, the double standard of of our culture um we, we've all done it and like i've done it and you know i i regret it um you know i'll, I'll tell you like me and a couple of co-workers were planning a, a get-together and uh, you know i'm i'm half puerto rican and I was talking about, like, I can make empanadas. And one of my coworkers got excited. And another coworker was like, oh, I can make a casserole. And I quickly replied, I was like, that's such a white thing to say. I was like, that, that's wrong with me. And I shouldn't have said that. And I'm, like, you know, and, you know, we were all joking and we were kind of laughing about it. But it's not something funny to say, you know, like, that's, that's wrong. Um. And I, and I admit that it takes, you know, a lot to, to admit something like that. And, you know, when you're wrong and, um, to be held accountable, um, you know, and, you know, a lot of people are asking for a lot of things and especially with, uh, you know, George Floyd and, you know, reforming, defunding police, um, you know, like they they want him charged with first degree murder. Like I said, like I don't see that happening. Um, what he really needs to be charged with manslaughter because the technique that he used is a. Unfortunately, it's a authorized technique. Um, we're not condoned to kneel on somebody's neck. That was never practiced. But I can see how an attorney, his defense attorney, can spin that around. And it's an apartment-proof technique. Um, you know, I would like to, you know, I would like to believe that, you know, they convict them of at least second-degree murder. Um, I don't know what this third-degree murder stuff is like, but manslaughter is definitely a charge um, he can be charged with. Um, defunding police is not going to do anything. I mean. You already don't have high standards to become a law enforcement officer. Like you, you don't. Um, but I think uh, law enforcement officers need to stay more educated, um, become a student of your craft, which many of them do. I'm not saying they don't. I, I believe many of them do. Um, you know, I know a lot that you know they have the the law book right next to you know the Florida state law books and uh, legislations like right there in every corner of their house and they read it constantly. Um, I know law enforcement officers who know and state statutes better than lawyers do. Um, I've, I've met them and, you know, I've met state attorneys that, you know, are fumbling for the right charge. And there's so many political loopholes too. And then, and the legal loopholes that, you know, people get away with, like, it's, you know, it, it's a sad state of affairs, and I just hope the world heals um, sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. I just wanted to get this stuff off my chest. Because um, it, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm hurting for the world. Um, I pray for it, you know, every night and every morning. Something needs to change um, for the people who don't like me or who want to speak ill about me or whatever. Like, I, I wish you nothing but peace, honestly. Um, there's too much hate going on in the world, and 
found me to contribute to it. So thank you guys for listening. And um, stay tuned for a podcast I'll release tomorrow. Um, if you're a high school athlete going to a varsity sport, or if you're a high school graduate going to the NCAA, you'll, you'll want to listen to this podcast. Um, there's things that I learned growing up as an athlete that I wish I knew when I was 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. That would have helped me in the NCAA. So uh, stay tuned. If you want to hear that podcast, I'll be releasing it tomorrow. This is Mark from Florida City Podcast. Signing out.